The views and opinions of the guests of the Me US podcast do not represent the views and opinions of Consumers Energy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me US, a well being podcast. It's another well being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy, and I'm your host, Bill Krieger. Today, we have two very special guests to talk about robotics. My first guest is Megan Hayward. She is the Director of Enterprise Resources and Workforce Planning. That's a whole lot of words. So, Megan, please introduce yourself. Thanks, Bill. Really glad to be here today. And as you shared, I'm Megan Hayward, uh, newly the Director of Enterprise Resource and Workforce Planning, which is a a wonderful space to work um, across the organization, learn a lot about what resources we have today and what resources we might need tomorrow. But additionally, I have a really cool role at Consumers Energy where I do the outreach for robotics. So I get to help map out the strategy for Consumers Energy and the work we do with robotics teams around the state of Michigan. So I'm really excited to be here today and I'm excited to be here with my fellow coworker too. Well, good. And speaking of your fellow coworker, uh, that would be Kevin Furlong. He's a senior engineer with EMS. And that does not stand for uh, emergency medical services, I understand. So, nope. Kevin, if you'd introduce yourself, we'll go ahead and get the conversation started. Sure. Thanks, Bill. Uh, I'm Kevin Furlong. I, I work in the uh, EMS applications team of the grid management department. Uh, essentially, what we do is work with uh, controls for all of our field equipment, including substations, uh, switching devices, and uh, generators. So uh, we mostly support the um, uh, lead system control organization and the uh, merchant operations group. So you might know a couple of things about robotics anyway, just through your job. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. And let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, as uh, Megan alluded to, and as I talked a little bit about in the introduction there, we're here to talk about robotics. And first, robotics is one of the things that comes first to my mind because we talk about it a lot here at Consumers Energy. So normally we're told to lead with the why. Um, but today we're going to lead with the what so that the, the audience understands exactly what it is we're here to talk about. So, Kevin, can you talk a little bit about FIRST Robotics and what is that? Sure. So there's there's two specific programs I'm involved in. They're uh, FIRST Tech Challenge, FTC, and FIRST Robotics Competition, FRC. Uh, they're very similar, but they target two different age groups. One's for middle school students uh, and the other's for high school students, at least in the state of Michigan. Um, and really the big difference with the two of them is the, the scale and, and the depth. But uh, at, at the end of the day, they're, they're really just uh, robust programs to build the uh, technical skills of high school and middle school students and to get them um, involved and exposed with engineering careers. Um, what's really cool if you actually go to any of the competitions is they are massive, uh, full of energy, um, just very exciting and busy events. Um, it's really hard to find anything else you can compare it to. It, it, it's kind of like the busiest, most exciting track meet you've ever been to. Um, just th- usually 20 or 30 schools, um, hundreds of kids, hundreds of parents, um, very busy events. Well, in, uh, I almost would compare it to like a swim meet because all that sound is inside of a building too. Oh yeah. So. It, it, yeah it's, it's, it, you can hear like the, the roar outside of it. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's really something. So definitely something to check out. But let's back up a little bit and go a little bit more in-depth in the two programs that you talked about. Sure. So FTC was the first one that you mentioned. And yep. 
exactly what is that? Who is it for? And, and what is it? What are we teaching people with that? Yeah. So FTC is for middle school students. So usually uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And it, it's a simplified version of what you get in high school. Uh, essentially, they're smaller robots um, that they build. They, uh, they're easier to work with. You use like a, a small subset of parts. So, so uh, for a beginning team, they could basically buy a kit. Uh, that, that has, it, it looks kind of like a, an old school Erector set, essentially. Um, and they can take that kit uh, and build uh, the robot that they need. Um, with both programs, uh, there's a new game every year. Uh, it's a it's totally different usually, um, and within each one, they have to build the the robot they need to uh, accomplish certain goals and tasks within each game. Um, so you can use the same kit of parts and. and uh, this case, uh, and j- just kind of rework it uh, a- every year to um, meet meet the the goals for that year's game. So the ga- so the games have like a, you're building a robot for a specific purpose. Yep. Um, not like the killer bots we see on TV sometimes. No, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the the battle bots comparison is actually uh, brought up a lot, um, and, and I, I think what we do is a bit more interesting because the games are different every year. Um, to, to the point that, you know, if you brought, like, the same robot back the next year, it wouldn't be competitive at all um, in FTC or FRC. Whereas in BattleBots, you'll see a robot like Tombstone going for, like, 16 years straight. So not viable in FIRST Robotics. Okay, so, Kevin, a couple of things. One, I realized how old I was when you said Erector <laughs> Set, and I knew exactly what you, Like, I had a mental image of what that was and how many times I cut myself on the Erector Set that I had as a kid. Uh, and the other thing is you can name a robot on BattleBots, which tells me a little something about you. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, again, I, I talk a lot with, with kids and uh, parents involved in robotics, and a lot of them are very interested in BattleBots. So it comes up often. And I wish the audience could see the excitement on Kevin's face. I mean, I, I hope you're hearing it through his voice. But here's a guy who's really excited about what he's doing. So we talked a little bit about the uh, FRC, and now the FTC, it just sounds like, is, is just a more advanced version of, well, of the uh, FRC. You, you got to switch there. Oh. FRC is a, is a more advanced <laughs> version of FTC. Yeah, so uh, with FRC... Um, Really what happens is, is we expand uh, the, the scale and the scope of everything. So the robots are much larger. Um, they're more powerful. Uh, and whereas with FTC, we're using a, usually a smaller subset of parts. Almost everything in uh, F, FRC can be custom. Um, so, so you'll have, well... There's limits to it too, but but you, you'll have teams with with essentially like custom fabricated chassis for the robots, whereas that's that's much less common in FTC. Um, so so the cost, scale, everything goes up, uh, but it's also a lot more work, and as a result, it's it's a lot more fun at the end of the day. Well, could you go through what what a competition might look like? What are some of the tasks that the robots have to do, and how are the students like overcoming? those tasks sure well the the big thing is in almost every game there there's two sections to it the uh, first is the autonomous section and the second is the teleop or the driver controlled section so usually the matches are about uh, two minutes and 30 seconds in the first 15 to 30 seconds the the robot has to control itself uh, students can't touch it at all um 
will touch their controllers at all. And then for the second section, they're allowed to. Um, but then as far as the activities in the game, usually there's a few different scoring elements. So it could be anything from collecting balls or discs and placing them in specific goals to having like a turntable that has different colors, uh, different colored sections on it. And you have to uh, turn that so that uh, the, the field detects a certain color. Um, and to make it even more complicated, there's usually a, a section at the end of the game called the end game where uh, certain limits are removed and uh, you're able to score in an additional way. So with, with this year's game, there was a structure that you could climb um, and there, there's a normally a height limit on how far your robot's able to extend, and that was removed at the end of the game. So uh, in the last 30 seconds of the game, you're able to climb this, this fairly large uh, structure with your robot. Well, it, I, that all sounds... I have to say it sounds exciting. I mean, in, in the th in to put it in perspective, right, this is something that the, they work on for a long time. Oh, yeah. And it's really a two-and-a-half-minute competition then, yep. at the end of the day. Yep. So a lot of work. And I'll bet sometimes the two-and-a-half minutes is very fast, and sometimes the two-and-a-half <laughs> minutes seems to go on forever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's definitely very exciting. I, I, I can think of a, a few matches we were in this season where uh, – the, the gap between the, the last two bars for us on the structure we were climbing, I, I mean, you'd be on the edge of your seat as our robot was like barely making it over. Or in, in one case, our, our robot fell off of the structure and, and like the you can hear the thud as the robot hits the ground and, and silence in the auditorium. It's, it's, it's really something. <laughs> I have got to check this out uh, <laughs> the next time we do this. You mentioned also that... Uh, you know, sometimes we're trying to appeal to students who might be interested in engineering or interested in uh, the STEM fields. What if I'm one of those students who like, I don't know if I'm interested in engineering or not. Is there a place for me on one of these teams? Yeah. So there, there's a lot of rules on the teams. Um, it, it varies based on the, the size of each team. Uh, usually bigger teams are, are able to do more um, and they'll have more roles for students. Um, but really uh, the, the, Engineering and the technical side is, is just kind of the base. And on top of that, there's a lot of room for uh, communications, marketing, uh, and business. So with each team, um, they, they can have separate groups for that or individual students assigned to it. Um, but it's, it's a critical part of the game. So one way you can actually score points in, in the overall competitions is, is by winning awards. And you can do that by having... Uh, a, a good good marketing and branding for your team. Uh, that's some, something uh, my team took advantage of uh, with the help of uh, Greg Stevenson um, to win the imagery award. Um, and if you uh, build a, a good business plan, basically just showing like how you're bringing in funding for your team and spending it effectively, you can win awards for that. There, there's a lot of room. Um, and then... Uh, one issue that, that comes up often is if you can interact uh, effectively with other teams, uh, that's very beneficial. So um, one aspect of the competition is you're never competing by yourself. Um, so in, in FTC, there, there's two robots on an alliance. Uh, and in F FRC, there's three teams on an alliance. So you're working with three teams to score points. So it, it is to your advantage to go talk to the teams you're going to be working alongside and figure out uh, a good game plan, uh, figure out what the uh, 
the capabilities of their robot are uh, and, and come up with, with a, a good strategy for how you're going to beat the other alliance. So I'm a military guy and I'm hearing a lot of teamwork in here, which I like to hear. The other thing I hear too is, uh, you know, I know that recently the governor has talked about uh, what we're learning in school and that there needs to be this component of understanding basic economics and household economics. And it almost sounds like that's a part of this as well. So uh, for anybody who hears the, the term robotics and thinks, well, I'm not an engineer, or I'm not a math person, uh, it sounds like there's a there's room to learn soft skills, teamwork, um, all of those things. Marketing, uh, sounds like maybe you just have a marketing guy on your team uh, that's very yeah. helpful as well. He, he, he is very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. So, uh, you know, that's a great description of the what. And now I'm excited. Maybe you'll have a, a team for people who aren't in high school anymore. I think that might be fun. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the why. And for that, we're going to turn to Megan. And, and so, Megan, when we think about all these things, I mean, it's exciting. It's fun to do. I'm sure the kids really dig it. They love doing this kind of stuff. But but why are we doing this? Why are we involved? And I know we have been involved for quite some time here at Consumers Energy. Yeah, great question, Bill. So back in about 2013, the senior leadership at Consumers Energy was turned on to FIRST Robotics through um, some of their, their own students. And as they went to this competition, they realized they're not just learning STEM skills, they're learning skills about their community, about how to almost run small businesses. And we knew with what we had coming up at the company and throughout the state that we wanted to invest in that talent. So Consumers um, has, since 2013, been a very avid sponsor of not only all robotics, but particularly FIRST Robotics as a program. Um, and through this, um, we're you know seeing talent pipelines develop and economic development around the state as well. So that's it's really the why. But agreed, it's also very fun. Oh yeah, well, and you talk about talent pipelines. I know that uh, a lot of the discussion we have, especially around um, diversity, equity, and inclusion today, is how do we grow those diverse talent pipelines? Not at the point of hire, but well before in grade school and in high school and in college. And it sounds like that's one of the things that, that's coming out of this. Yeah, and you know some of those teams, um, as Kevin was referring, you know some teams if they have a lot of students and a lot of resources, they might be able to build a robot and even practice more skills beyond just STEM skills. And so consumers has recognized that in the past, and we want to make sure we can reach students in school areas that maybe don't have as many resources out, out of the gate. So we actually do support and sponsor um, STEM labs to help foster that growth and support teams as well. So financially, through volunteers, and through a lot of other forums. Well, you know, in speaking to a couple of our coworkers, um, Davida Struck is one of them that comes to mind immediately. Um, she's an engineer. Uh, she went to Michigan State University. And when she shares her story, she talks about getting to Michigan State and not really knowing if she was going to be, quote unquote, good enough to be there because the kids that she was with, they had... 10 to 12 AP classes in their high school. And her high school offered, I think she said, two. Um, and so it's so very important to give those skills to people who may or may not be able to uh, to get those through their regular um, schools. Yeah. And uh, so the question is, I, I know that, um, you know, you talked about building robots, uh, which is not an inexpensive venture at all. Um, how do we support this financially? Yeah, so... We have a few different ways that both Consumers Energy and the Consumers Energy Foundation, you know, supplies grants, foundations, or grants and scholarships and different funding. And just since we've initiated with robotics back in 2013, 
Um, we have supported about $1.8 million throughout the state of Michigan. Um, so I'm going to say that number again because I was blown away <laughs> by it. $1.8 million with these robotics programs. And, you know, when we interact with the students and their teams, you can tell it's making a difference, not only in their life that day, that year, but it's putting them on a path that is just going to be fulfilling, whether or not that's in a STEM field or something else. They're they're learning just invaluable skills. So it's really thrilling. Great. And money well spent, it sounds like. Very much. So I have to ask you, though, how did you get involved in this? Like, it doesn't sound like it's just your job. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, but it sounds like this is something you have a passion around. It is. So, Bill, when I started at Consumers Energy uh, just six years ago, I was pulled in through one of our employee resource groups, the Women's Engineering Network, because um, I am an engineer by schooling and by most of my work career. But I was pulled in to help with a, an expo, just a fun way that we show off robotics and what Consumers Energy has available. And ever since I helped lead that one little event, I got sucked in, and I probably couldn't ever leave. Um, it's just a joy to not only see what we do across the state, but then um, head to these competitions like Kevin was sharing. He's very correct that at the end of that two and a half minutes, you are on the edge of your seat. It's like the final buzzer shot at a basketball game, and people are just cheering so loudly. So it's, it's thrilling, and I love my day job, but I really like robotics work. Well, excellent. Thanks for sharing that. And Kevin, you know, I don't think I asked you this. What, what, what brought you into this? Uh, so when I was in high school, I, I strongly considered uh, doing robotics, um, but I, I didn't find out about it until my senior year of high school. And at that point, I, I already had outside of school commitments that, that made it so it didn't really fit my schedule. Um, so then uh, I, I went to college, graduated, was working here, uh, and uh, I saw an email um, saying, hey, we're looking for people to help out with the robotics teams. And I was like, oh, that might be cool. Uh, and then I saw another email saying, hey, no, seriously, we're, we're looking for people to help out robotics teams. And I was like, okay, yeah, um, sure, I'll, I'll give it a shot because I, I had just graduated, well, recently graduated a year before. I uh, didn't have a lot of money. I'm like, you know, it'd be cheap fun to play with some robots and, and not have to pay for it myself. Um, so I ended up helping uh, the East Jackson FTC teams, uh, 86, uh, 34, and 7668. Um, and... After I did a season with that, the coach there was all like, we have a FRC team. It's the same thing, but bigger. Um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds like fun. And I've, I've been doing it ever since. Yeah, I mean, who can refuse? Same thing, but bigger. I mean, how can, <laughs> yep. how can you say no to that? Yep. And, and I want to point out something to the audience, too, um, because many times I think uh, engineering gets a bad rap, especially when we think about some of the stereotypical engineering thought processes that people have. And I got to tell you, sitting in a room with you two, like, if people could see this, uh, I know they're hearing it, but if they could see this, they would, they would, it would change that stereotype. It, it really would. I mean, we're all individuals and it's not ever fair to paint people with a broad brush, but walking into a meeting thinking I'm going to be talking with some engineers, um, can be a little daunting because I am not an engineer. Um, but guess what? Engineers are people too. Um, and, and show a lot of excitement and enthusiasm around this. Um, so we are kind of coming up close to the end of the podcast, uh, but I have two guests. I want to make sure that you get to say what you need to say here. So um, I'll start out with you, Megan. Um, what would you like our audience to take away from our discussion today? Yeah, Bill, I'll probably uh, share just a couple takeaways. So number one, if any of this sounds interesting, you know, local teams are always looking for volunteers. Consumers Energy loves to support our volunteers and their activities. And 
you'll be surprised of how much fun you'll have. Um, I don't think Kevin could even count how many hours he's contributed towards this team because it's just it's so rewarding. Um, so seek out as a volunteer, either through teams or even just joining events. You know, we have a few events coming up at Consumers Energy, and please reach out if you have interest. But additionally, I'd really like to share that it is more than robots. You know, throughout the company, we have some astounding leadership that supports this program. And what they've realized, it's building skills that allow these students to work in teams that will prepare them for their jobs. Um, they will be some of the strongest candidates we'll have down the road. And so I, I just encourage you to get involved, learn more, and be ready for those competitions. They are just a thrill. All right. So, Megan, I heard you, you say it a couple of times, get involved, volunteer, find a team. How can I do that? So if I don't work for Consumers Energy, how am I going to find out about this? Right. If you don't work for Consumers Energy, there's still a lot of ways to get involved with robotics in general. The first program is one that we see really holistically with your skills. And so if you go to firstinspires.com, that will showcase all of the opportunities, um, how to get involved with teams, where there's events, and it's international. So you don't even have to live in Michigan, but we do have some of the best teams. Great. Well, and, and you know what? We do have some international listeners, believe it or not. So yes. that's firstinspire.com. First Inspires. Oh, First Inspires with an S. Okay. So that's firstinspires.com. Check that out if you're interested in getting involved in robotics. Thanks so much, uh, Megan. Um, Kevin, uh, what would you like to leave our audience with today? Uh, really, I, I would just uh, echo Megan's point. Um, if you're interested or you'd like to get involved, um, look for a local event. Or uh, most of them stream on Twitch. So you can just get a feel for it vicariously if, if that's what you're interested in. Um, the big takeaway for me, though, over the seven years I've done it really is I got involved because I thought it'd be fun to build robots. Um, but actually the, the reason I've stayed around is that I, I like working with the, the kids. Um, it's, it's really uh, nice to, to, well, it's, it's very fulfilling to see how they learn and grow over the years um, to the point that I, I go to other events even, and I'll have kids from previous events come up and say, Hey, you helped out my team. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're, still here and in, in, in doing this. I, I appreciate the help. And that's, that's nice to see. I, I like it. <laughs> well, good. And you know, um, I know it's supposed to be our closing uh, discussion here, but you bring up a, a, a question that I have, and that is you talked about kind of watching the kids grow. What, what's the time frame from I'm starting to build this robot to I'm in this two and a half minute battle going on? Like how, how long is that? Yeah. Um, I, I know there's an actual actual schedule, but I, I uh, am not sure what it is offhand. But typically for the FTC season, we start in September and it's wrapping up in December. So roughly three to four months. And, and for FRC, it's similar. We start in January and uh, Worlds are in April. Okay. So coming up this September, this uh, you'll be folks, you'll be hearing this podcast before it happens in September. So uh, please go out to firstinspires.com if you are interested in getting involved in it. If you work here at Consumers Energy, I'll put it out there. You can call Megan Hayward. You can call Kevin Furlong. And I'm sure they'll be more than happy uh, to uh, direct you in, in the uh, proper direction uh, to get going on this. Also, I'm sure there'll be some communications coming out uh, on our internal website and, and uh, all those places. So please be sure and look for that. Again, thanks, Megan, and thanks, Kevin, for coming on today. 
Thanks a lot, Bill. Thanks. Thank you to the audience for listening in today. The Me, You, Us podcast is proudly sponsored by Consumers Energy, leaving Michigan better than we found it. Remember, you can find the Me, You, Us podcast on all major podcasting platforms. So be sure to go out, find us, and subscribe. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. If you are a veteran or know a veteran who is in crisis, you can call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line. And remember to tune in every Wednesday as we talk about the things that impact your personal well-being.